0: we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac.
1: And this is Megan.
0: And on this long-awaited episode, like I say every single time. Yeah. We're talking, well, we don't have any haunted updates, do we?
1: Well, this is kind of a haunted update. Well, uh,
0: technically, yeah. So, Well, this is an episode that we've wanted to do for, well, Wanted to do, but never had opportunity to do because we never had the ability to get on said subject of this episode. This is all about Haunted Camp Lejeune. Part dos. 2. Part 2. Because we did part 1 way back when. Almost two years now. Um, when we were first starting out before I had my abilities, before you were strong with yours, before we investigated all that. So we had, we were just going off stories that we read. Yes. And we didn't know it was that haunted, but after investigating on base, thanks to Michael and his family um, allowing us, having, having getting us, what's the word, sponsoring us on base, mm-hmm. we were had the opportunity to investigate some locations on base. So we were actually there, and we're going to tell you some and of the so places people- we investigated and what we found. Yes, and yeah. just
1: so people know, like, these are not. We didn't go in because as of right now, I don't think they allow investigators to go on base like to buildings like the old naval hospital, which is known as H1 or specific areas like the buildings because base has a lot of historic buildings. Yeah. Like a lot of the settlement that settlements and stuff that came, you know, during the colonial times were was. Was,
0: um, what was that? What are you doing? Th-
1: sounded like someone came to the door. It was weird. um
0: Normal day in our home.
1: No, today in particular, I don't know why. Today in particular has been, I don't know. But so there's a lot of historic buildings on base, and a lot of the old stuff from the settlements and stuff like that. And I know there's been a lot of investigators trying their hardest to get. In on base, but I don't, I don't think to those buildings, and I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon.
0: Unless you have some in with the military, but though we made friends with Marine and his family, yeah, we're not be able to get into certain locations. Especially one that I always get told to go to, some old cabin. One of the last, well, the first when the first settlers came to this area it was one of these. There's a cabin built there named aft. Well, the entire County is named after him. Some some guy named Onslow. Last yeah. name like, right? Yeah. And that cabin is still there. Supposedly some hot activity going on there. But that part of the base, I don't know if you can get to.
1: Yeah. And I think every well, obviously it's a base. It's an active base. Yeah. So you know, you're limited on what you can go. But <clears throat> you know, doing my own research, gathering what we have gathered from the couple of times we went there and I had I had gone on base one time prior to this when I was a kid I had a friend whose family they most families here in Jacksonville are military related in some way, shape or form. Because Campbell's Dune is one of the biggest bases, at least on the east coast. So it's literally like its own city on there. Like I'm still kind of PO that they have a raising canes and we don't.
0: I don't know how to get away with that. Some military contract. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Marines are trained there. They, they train in different facilities there. A lot of housing as well. So not only Marines staying on base, they're getting trained. They just have the barracks. They have housing departments. Like I said, like you might get to go city schools, everything. And for some reason, a base that's never seen war or battle is excessively haunted.
1: Like ridiculously. Like you feel it when you go through the gates. Like I, you know, I felt it when I was a kid. When I went on base, I think we went to... Because, they, again, they have their own theater there. We went to see... Oh, yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. 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 <laughs> I was not... Azkaban. There you go.
0: you uncultured person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we went to see that. And I remember I had to get out. like I, I had to tell my friend's mom, like, hey, I've got to go stay outside. But the thing is, the base was the base... Starting in 1941, I think, like, they fully got Marines in there by 1943. But that's the thing is, what was the base before that? What was the land before that? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I mean. And so we did some digging history-wise. There's still a lot of loose ends because, obviously, it's base, and they keep a lot of things hush-hush. A lot of things that we've gathered have been word of mouth. And it's, it's to the point, too, where, like... When we were going out giving flyers for this live event that we're doing, and we specifically said we were, you know, we're going to talk about Haunted Camp Lejeune at the live event, people were like, oh, yeah, because that place is haunted. Like, people that are skeptics will say there's something funky.
0: Well, another thing, too, my job doing pest control takes me to people's homes all the time. And around here, there's a good chance that the guy you're servicing was or is still a Marine. And so, if I see any marine, marine memorabilia in the in the in their home, I ask them I, a couple of times already so far. I ask them, hey, uh, you served on Capital June, right? I say, yeah. Do you, uh, do you experience any paranormal? And they look at me like real fast go, let me tell you something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll tell you the Metronet, which is our internet provider, guy came here and he saw me editing the podcast one day. I had it out, my laptop out on the dining table. And he goes, oh, I know what this is. And he picked up my recorder and... Mm. And then I explained, Oh yeah, like we you know, paranormal investigating stuff and actually we just got on like you know, with our friend for Camp Lejeune to kinda of test some things out and he was like, Let me tell you something <laughs> and he says he doesn't know what he heard. That's always the, the beginning part is like I don't know, man, I don't know like um
0: I like, don't think I'm crazy or yeah. anything.
1: And and the sad thing too a little bit is a lot of people when you give them the opportunity to share their stories because sometimes the paranormal it's i don't know like when you give them the opening where hey it's a comfortable it's a safe spot to talk about your experiences shoot they open up yeah that's happened to us multiple times
0: like i've been holding a story for years i can't wait to tell somebody yeah
1: and yeah. if you look on forums and that's what all started like investigating and we'll even kind of like we'll talk about base but there's some places outside of base that border like the base area that's near us that the park being one that we always talk about has ties to the things on base it's like the whole full land over here because we live very close to base so
0: very close very close yeah right.
1: but yeah we're gonna tell some stories for our personal experiences and then two i'll share some from people on base
0: what do you want to do first?
1: So I guess we can talk about our experiences because then we can trail into history and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So one of the first places we investigated when we got on base was a neighborhood, and there was a there's a park, not a park, there's more of a trail mm-hmm. that goes into a uh, a trail that goes up and kind of stops at a certain point behind a certain neighborhood in uh, the TT area. Mm, no, a I little further. Know.
1: I have no clue where the actual because we always go when it's nighttime and
0: I know we take Wilson Gate. I know that. Yeah, and then we go straight. So it's I got it. I got it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's again. It's as big as a like another city.
0: Yeah, but I don't think Michael wants me giving away exactly where. Yeah, <laughs> but no. He, there's a he when we first went. Michael, let me, let's start from the beginning. Michael uh, is a was a fan of the show. He heard haunted Camp June, So he messaged us, asked us, hey, if you know you guys are trying to get on base, do you want me to try to get you guys on? So we're like, yeah, we've been trying to get on for a while. right? No one really, we've never heard any investigators even around here ever have the opportunity to get on base. So we get on base, we speak to him, we talk talk a little bit, explain what, what we can do and how we investigate. The whole reason actually was a home investigation of his home because he was dealing with stuff in his house. Took care of that. He's all good now. But he asked us, hey you guys want to check out behind the house? As a trail as opposed to a little kid dying in the river. Those kids the kids in the neighborhood, they're leaving all these houses, play in that area, and they said they've always seen a little kid in this tunnel, big drainage tunnel across this little river area where a giant tree fell down. It's like a, almost like a little uh man made bridge that kids can cross over. I said kid fits on across it, because I would probably slip and fall. <laughs> but while we were there experienced a lot of stuff and we went back to that location twice. Mm-hmm. First time, experienced here some stuff there. I took some things back and forth and the direction I felt something very strong actually led us to another location. Same direction. But that's um I know we probably shared on the pot on the Hidden Shadows podcast in the Hidden Shadows paranormal pages about something in the tunnel that we saw. Captured a picture of it.
1: Yes. So here here's kind of what happened. So when we first went we had no equipment because this was the first time meeting Michael. Our main priority was just helping him, you know, that first time. So we literally just had our phones. We didn't have any equipment, any digital recorders, none of that. Yeah, A lot we feeling around. Yeah, yeah. We they were taking us to different places, telling us about like different stories, or they felt things, and. This one was particularly big with their kids because they had an interaction with the actual spirit before. And so we go to this drainage tunnel, definitely get some feelings, it had like just a like spirit box app on the phone, kind of going, getting some answers here and there. But when we left, it almost felt like we started a story, but didn't finish it. Definitely felt some weird things there, but we didn't even go up to the tunnel at all we were stayed on the other side the first time we stayed on the back end of the tunnel and yeah, we just did that anyways. So the second time we go, we go with a digital recorder, We go with an actual camera. We go with a body camera. We go with, you know, the spare box and yeah. So we have all of that. When we first get there, everything's charged up right? Everything. The cameras charged, full bars. Michael even witnessed it, full bars. Never had anything issues with the camera. Uh, Dash body cam had some bars to it. Wasn't fully char- like wasn't a full bar, but it was, it was significant. And so I had the digital recorder plugged into headphones so I could hear everything. So we go to this tunnel and and, you know, we're getting things Isaac's pulling here and there. We're getting, like, uh, intelligent answers through the sparrow box. Um, I'm hearing whispers through the digital recorder. So everything is good. We're getting ready to leave. And I tug on Isaac's shirt and I go, I think there's something in that tunnel. There's something in the tunnel. And so... Uh, one of Michael's kids go, well, we go, you know, up to the tunnel all the time. Do you want me to go up to it and take a picture? And so we were like, yeah, sure. Like if that's what you want to do. And it was like one with the flash and one without the flash. Anyways, so she goes, crosses a little tree thing, um, her and her brother, and she goes up to the tunnel and, you know, she's taking a picture, um, and right before she was calm as a cucumber, excited to just be doing this. Like she was excited, but then all of a sudden she got very, very like worried. Like you can tell like her mood changed and she's like, I don't like feel good. I'm going to go another way down instead of going on top with the tree. Cause basically you have to walk across this big, huge tree to get to the other side. And she's like, I don't feel comfortable. I'm, I'm going to go underneath. And so she comes back and we look at the photo and we were like, holy crap, there's something in the photo. And so Michael goes, well, I saw how she came under. Let me see if I can fit under and I'll go up and take more pictures. So he goes and takes more pictures. And then he comes back. We look at the photos and bam, that same thing. And so I think Michael's wife, Michael, and uh, his daughter start taking photos of the tunnel. And every single time they are taking photos of the tunnel, it's blurring the camera. Like, they physically cannot take any more photos. And, you know, they... they, I think they have iPhones, I'm not sure. But, like, it was newer phones, so it's not, like, you know, yeah. glitching. But the thing that happened before that that I accidentally forgot not to say... Is with the camera. Michael was manning the camera. And Michael knows cameras. He He's really good with cameras. And, um, you know, we he was panning and panning and trying to get everything. And all of a sudden, it goes... Shh. And this was right before we took the first photo. It goes... Shh. And he goes, holy crap. We're out of batteries. It drained it. And so we didn't have a camera. It's just ironic... And things were coming over the spirit box, like, you're not allowed to see me, things like that. So, yeah. So, it prevented it prevented us from taking any further photos.
0: That was the uh, interesting part, by finding something there, <clears throat> and then seeing all that. But, um, first time, and that was we went to that same place twice, both times we were there. Um, so, the, within the same first time, they took us to another place, where supposedly a marine drowned... And this uh, man-made little lake thing. And what's interesting about that place is something uh, that added on to my ability and stuff like that. But I'll get to that. Uh, this little lake where kids go to hang out, swim, and stuff like that. Teenagers go hang out. It's connected to a woods. Now, this is right on like the river area. So if you travel, like walk, I don't know, maybe 100 yards into the woods, boom, you're right at the river cliff. But this little man-made lake thing... Supposedly a marine drowned in there. Supposedly.
1: Marines. Multiple? Most five.
0: Oh. No. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm thinking there's something interesting about this water. So I start using my ability to reach into the water. And I find at the bottom of this, which seems a good ways down, deeper than it looks, let's say, there's a, uh, a figure and it looks like it's hunched over and it's going no no it can't be no, no, no. like it's like it's it has its head in its hands and it's just like no, 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 at the bottom and I was like I can feel it with my right hand so I grab it I pull it up and what it looks like when I have it it looks like a shadow figure wearing a water spacesuit best way I describe it right like a full bodied suit all over it like a layer of water but the water looks like how water looks would look like in zero gravity right so you get the picture in your head. I pull it, I put it in the ring, and I know I talked about some Shadow Walker Part 6, of how I'm able to pull the elemental abilities off of entities and absorb them into my my tendrils in my hands. I took the water ability from this entity and absorbed it in my tendrils, stuff like that. Now I can spin the wind and have it freeze. That's the only thing extra I can do now, anyway. But that was interesting that I did find that there. And you're thinking to yourself, I said, like, what the hell are you talking about? Shadow Walker episodes one through six explains everything about what I can do, all that. Anyway, but while we were there at that spot, we started bring out used our phone with the uh, GhostTube app, and one of the most interesting things, and this will only pertain to people who live in Onslow County, specifically Jacksonville, North Carolina. There was an ad that was placed on the billboards for like months, almost a year, I think. Uh, about a girl who was murdered. Now, she was found, all that stuff. But no no clues about how she's murdered or, or who, any of that was, was figured out. So more of a cold case. But her family wouldn't let it go, and who would? And they kept asking for information on it. This girl's name was Jenna Franks. And while we were there, on base, next to these woods, in front of this pond, we hear clearly, over the ghost tube app, Jenna Franks. Which that is extremely strange.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which I, we we're supposed to go back to that spot, and
1: but, but we haven't like yeah. just like it's crazy because time on base, uh, goes quick. Yeah. Very quick, and they say like obviously time goes quick when you're doing something that you like like doing, and obviously investigating is stuff that we like doing. So. Eh, you know with the time thing but it goes really fast
0: but besides that spot behind their home in that lake spot with the two spots we spent the most time the other two locations we did on the first night we were there was what michael called the general's barracks but it's actually called the h1 building right Mm -hmm. that's the far most interesting one i say that because he he talked about some people had reports and stuff there i get out of the car only me by myself (laughs) Walk out to the building, reach around my right hand. I notice something on, if you're looking straight at the building in front of it, it would be to your right over in that area. And I reach around over that area. I feel something very strong. End up pulling it. And it ended up being a demon with two lesser demons in its stead. So I pulled three without knowing what is there all at one time. So much pain in my right arm, I couldn't make, grip my hand because I didn't expect to do that. Lucy it's one at a time, but not that level of power all at once. So I was blown aback, for one, that something that powerful would be there, and two, it'd be in that building.
1: And you're going to figure, and like I'll tell later in the episode a
0: the little history. bit more
1: about the history yeah. in the H1 building because there's a lot, like almost, I went through... 3,000 stories. (laughs) 3,000. I would say a good 25% are H1 buildings related. Um, For me, I stayed in the car in that one. And the only thing that I saw was a uh, nurse. She had like blood on her, like, you know, the old, it was like an old timey, maybe 50s, 60s, like nurse outfit could have been 40s. I'm not really sure. But she had, like, like there was an accident or something. And she had blood on her... Uh, apron. Apron kind of thing. And she was walking down a hall. And she was, like, taking the blood off. Like, she was physically shaken by what she had encountered. And she was like, like, get it off of me kind of thing. And that's the thing is, like... Finding any kind of records, unless it was like public news, for deaths that happen on base, um, because Michael did tell me like there's obviously suicides that happen that don't get reported. I mean, on the forums, they talk about that. Facebook pages, they all talk about like there's there's deaths and, and even murders and stuff like that that happen that don't necessarily get reported unless it's national, like national news And we're talking from 1941 till now. There's a lot of stuff in between there that could have happened that we don't know about.
0: Yeah. but that's what we encountered there. And then we got in the car and we took us to another place that we were told about by multiple Marines. And it's popped up majority on storylines is Lyman Road.
1: And it's crazy because Lyman Road literally looks like. Pringle Road, Patsy's Pond. Places we've been to we've before, been. yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we go more into the other people's stories in the later part of the episode, I don't really think we experienced anything on Lyman Road.
0: A couple of things. Yeah? Um. There's a guard tower there.
1: Oh, yeah. No, this, mm. this was probably the craziest experience. Like, this was the first time I think Michael and his wife had done anything paranormal investigating-wise or, like, on a, a bigger scale. And By the I way, think, we should say
0: the first night we were there, mm-hmm. they were bomb testing. Yeah. Or the bomb you know, practicing or something, or something. Mortar shells or something. shells, yeah. yeah. So, there's a lot of doom, doom going yeah, off in the background. Yeah, we
1: back were road. right. It sounded like, like we
0: were, like, maybe 100 yards away. Yeah, it, yeah. it
1: was pretty... It was kind of cool to see, it, to be honest. Well, not really cool, but you know what I'm saying. It was interesting to see. Because um, we hear it in our house off-base. Like, we hear the mortar mortar shells and all that stuff going off. It shakes our house sometimes like we hear all that because we're so close but we were like really close <laughs> but there was apparently this tower and that's kind of the area that they were training where the apparently a um soldier jumped off the ch- thing yeah. right when we were i isaac and michael went closer but me and his wife stayed in the in the car and I had the spare box on and things like that, uh, we started getting like intelligent responses that correlated with the, the, what had happened. And I had gotten like a thing when I was in the car that like, I was telling her, like, I don't think necessarily he like jumped off. I think he accidentally fell, like accidentally fell off the thing. And then I said it out loud, and sometimes with spirits, like, they just need validation of their story, because putting in stone what happened, like, putting it out there that it happened, and then, you know, if it was told that, you know, he jumped off, that almost seems like suicide, and it may have not had been suicide, and so he may have not even known what, like, had happened. Right? And some spirits don't know, and then some psychics will come in and see what happened and are able to reiterate to the spirit what had happened. So I had said it out loud, and literally on the spirit box, we got thank you, I see archangels goodbye.
0: And that's after I pulled some dark energy from uh, it wasn't an entity itself, it was just like negative energy that was attached to the tower. So I ran right away, I felt as I, I felt around the tower and I pulled what negative energy was there. Out of the tower, and then you got that afterwards. Isaac, like, oh my god! You know? Yeah,
1: because <laughs> uh, Michael's wife was even like, oh my gosh, and so yeah.
0: But we went down one of the like a like a hunting road or like a uh, like a service road that was on Lyman Road that went kind of into the woods. Mm-hmm. Didn't really feel anything around the area where we were, but the freaky part was that. Floating light in the sky.
1: It seems to follow. Not it, it follow, was strange. but like it's a it's a key point, like on base, and then also in like the park, which is close to base,
0: but not because it was too low for any kind of planet or star or plane. It was quiet. I thought it was like, hey, do you got drones over here? Like, does some guy like handling drones? Like, no, the uh, base doesn't allow it. Your own little personal dro- uh, drones and stuff like that, especially around where we were, because where we were, they were doing the testing. You could literally hear like the you feel the vibration in the ground from how close we were to where they were testing. So someone having a personal drone in that area would be a big no no. So it wasn't that. So I was like you see that what I see though, right? Because yeah, so I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is either, All right? I'm, me conspiracy like oh the military is spying on us. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the, the strangest thing. It was like a lights that like I said. At height wise it looked like it was a drone, like a personal drone that you would fly around. But the fact that they're not allowed in that area it just says I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the second time we went, <clears throat> this is going back to the second time. So we went to back to the tunnel and then the second uh place that we went was this kind of like a uh what it, like trail, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a trail on on base.
0: Another neighborhood that doesn't it's not near where uh, michael lives
1: yeah and it was it's just like a walking trail so one of the things that i was consistently reading about is and it's it's all over different forums and stuff like that is and my mother knows about this about the area from her personal experiences and she's come on here before and talked about it but uh that you know there is darker practices Around the area, like, darker witch covens, darker, like, satanic rituals, and stuff like that. And we've found evidence of this before. So, on a couple of Facebook pages and forums and stuff like that, they were talking about... And there's, like, legends that there was, like, satanic stuff that took place on base. Um And, obviously, it's prevalent around the area. So... We were talking to Michael about, like, past...
0: Like, has he heard... Or him and his wife, specifically. Have they heard any kind of uh, people on base that's known to do witchcraft or anything like that? And what neighborhoods would they be yeah,
1: in? Yeah, like, darker stuff.
0: Yeah. And they told us, well, this is a neighborhood over here that has these woods behind where there's rumor be stuff happened like that there. Mm-hmm. And that's where we went.
1: So, we went there. And uh, it was kind of weird because I... We had the digital recorder going. We didn't have... Any devices other than our phones at this point just a sound recorder sound recorder (laughs) digital recorder and our phones and so you know we walk and it was weird because there was no wind whatsoever and even when i stood still it was like i was hearing wind in the sound recorder what the freak why do i keep saying it does record sound (laughs) I don't know. I keep saying sound recorder, digital recorder. And I don't know. It was weird. I was even having like uh, Michael's daughter listen to it. And she was like, yeah, that's weird. I don't know why it's doing that. It's like, I don't know either. And then like we would stay still because I thought maybe it was me walking. But no, same thing. So we literally stop and we're kind of like confused on where to go. And Spirit Box basically is telling us, go forward. as we're walking, Spirit Box goes off and says things like, "Uh, I'm going to show you, I'm gathering energy. And meanwhile, everybody is starting to kind of like feel drained. Um, I'm going to manifest. That was one thing that came through. You'll see me, you'll see me. And so we ended up Michael got a feeling to kind of go off to the side.
0: Well, for you and I. side. Oh, yeah.
1: Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. There's a lot of parts to this one.
0: Yeah. Now, we have to walk on one side and cross the bridge to get to the other side. This is a big old like drain, uh, ditch for, like I guess, draining water in the, in the center. You could climb over this pipe, but uh, there's a good chance we slip off. Right? But as we were walking the trail line, we, there's some spots where you could walk up the hill because if you can imagine the trails, as one, uh, you get the ditch to your left, you get the trail you're on, and you get like a, a, a hillside that goes up, and it goes up to a certain area. I walked up there, could feel some stuff around, didn't feel anything, but I felt like whatever I was feeling was further into the woods. So, went down, and made a right. As we were walking this direction, uh, I was telling Michael, hey, I know the Marines train you to look in the dark and stuff like that, probably better than my eyes who were ever trained to figure it out, but one thing the ones you try to look for is some something on the side of this trail that looks well enough covered up if you're not looking too hard. But if you go a little further in, there'll be an opening or there'll be some place you, know, you can easily walk into. He goes, okay, okay. And um, as I'm changing this to him, uh, my spirit guides in my head or some, tell me, um, hey, be sure about skinwalkers. Ask about that. So, and we've discussed many things about uh, other... Legends like the woman in white, uh, black eyed kids, right? But skinwalkers is something we never we ever talked about with Michael before. And I asked him, Hey, is there any guys ever talk about having skinwalkers on the, on the thing? He looks at me <laughs> real fast, he goes, Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things people talk about. Suppose the Marines spotted some over here. I'm like, Really? He goes, Yeah. So I was like, Oh shit, I gotta deal with that as well. We didn't wait, come across
1: it <laughs> to the end of this episode. Wait,
0: yeah. and we didn't come across any while we we're out there. But I felt like if we were still going down that, we didn't go all the way down the path. But I felt like if we did, we might have came across something in the area. Anyway, so halfway down, going take making a right and going down the straightaway, which I think if you go far enough down, you're gonna have to take another left, and that goes around a big giant open area. All right, but that's besides the point. On the right hand side, he goes, "Hey, check this out!" and moves a branch out of the way and finds like a little almost walked path um, that any tracker would easily be able to see, and it leads us into. This big open area, and in that open area is where we caught a lot of weird shit. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it's it's creepy in the sense it was almost like a little bit of a like barren circle yeah. thing going on, and so I have my phone. So the one thing they were snapping photos, but I have been kind of testing using this app called Ghost Tube Seer, which takes you know, the, the power of AI essentially, instead of creating words or bringing up words that a spirit can use, it manipulates photos. And first photo I got was this huge, like 10 foot tall shadow figure walking in like a gray, the, the photo was in black and white and I was walking in like a hallway almost. And I look like very very much something that you would see on base like alien related I could totally see that, so I kind of just bypassed it and we start snapping photos and they start notice that in this tree it um looks like a woman's woman like forming and I go back to that's see, not
0: what we shared on the podcast uh instagram podcast instagram oh. The woman's face in the tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: that is is what we... Yeah. yeah. Um, so, they keep snapping it and this woman keeps popping up. But, like, not the same... Like, say it was something that was specifically, like, on the tree that we weren't able to see. It would be the same photo repeated. But it wasn't. It was different. Then I start snapping with the Seer app. And long and behold, this photo... Of this creepy woman that looks identical to what was kind of showing on the tree. And, uh, yeah. So, that, that was being shown. They were freaking, well, not, well, yeah, they were freaking out because they couldn't believe that that was coming through. Um, And two, right before we got to this trail, I took a photo behind me because I felt like something was behind me. And on the ground, you can see like a ball of energy, like it literally looks like a ball of energy, like I tr- and that was right before everybody was feeling drained, like yawning, tired. There was also a negative effect back at the tunnel when we were at the tunnel that people in the group were feeling drained. It was like right after they take took the photos. It was yeah.
0: I just heard what you've been hearing, yeah, sounds as I was walking the hallway. yeah the hell's here <sighs> not person for people listening oh, oh check your house no there's no one physically so, here.
1: so yeah <laughs> our son and anybody in the house is asleep right now yeah. no we have well i'll get to that because there's more but it's <laughs> it's something from base i'll let you know that
0: yeah anywho
1: anywho yeah
0: uh one of the cool things because I, I was pulling stuff around and there was something there I it was challenging me but it was kind of running away and hiding and kind of keep it on the outskirts of the area. I was I was able to get it. But what's strange is that when I felt the direction came from, I decided to go further. Mind you, this clearing, I was like 50 yards wide? at mo- No, less than that. Maybe like 30 yards in radius wide. It wasn't big, but big enough that you notice. Because everywhere around was just trees. Go a little further, I find this triangularly built man-made deer blind, Right? It looks like cause it looks like it's made of logs, like someone just stacked up logs in a triangle pattern, and there was two steel chairs sitting in the middle of it, uh, uh, both looking at each other, and that's what it looked like to me. It looked like a man-made. Well, at least Michael said, "Yeah, it's like a man-made deer blind." So, you guys allowed to hunt over here? He goes, "Yeah, if you're doing it around here, right?" And I was like, "Oh, I thought they wouldn't let you guys have, you know, at least shoot that wasn't, you know, on, you know, I guess trained or whatever." But I don't know, but no, yeah, there was a man-made deer blind. That, that was there but that was further back from the clearing area
1: it just felt very um for someone that's hunting hmm. it seemed too close to the path that somebody could walk because it's like a hiking trail yeah it's on it's on there like a hiking trail so i just thought it was very odd that it was that close um because you imagine like if somebody's walking like every like just walking and that thing wasn't too far back you know. No. and it was faced towards the path. That yeah. was another creepy, creepy. Out of thing. The area.
0: but um, I think it was about ten thirty when we left that spot, and we'd like.
1: What if it wasn't looking for deer? What if they were looking for shapeshifters when to go, et cetera? <laughs> Black-eyed kids.
0: All right, you're going to conspiracy train. <laughs> we don't know, uh, but I feel like if we went farther down the path. We kind of w- run into something, but no, we called it a night from that point on. Uh, made our way back, uh, and we plan to go again uh, here soon. Yeah, to investigate because there's still a lot of places, including the barracks, that we always get told about.
1: But with the barracks—that's probably the most haunted. I would I would peg that the most haunted.
0: Now we can't go in. Yeah, but, but I can who, stand I, outside yeah. of. Yeah,
1: yeah, possibly. Yeah. We don't know for sure. So, but um, but yeah, so. We're going to start getting into the history.
0: Yeah. No, but uh, I guess one thing. This is before we get to the history part. I want to make a question. I always I thought to myself, how is a military base that fucking haunted with all this weird, strange, strange shit? And that's just what we experience. This, like you said, there's over a butt ton of stories. And people talking about this and that, including black-eyed kids. I not even think that would happen here. Which... Not to us, but I would like to run across and see if I can take them. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, Black Eye Kids, other weird legends, Lady in White, a supposedly a Skinwalker. I ran into demons. Yeah. A to Yeah. A laundry list of shit on base, a military base where people don't simply die on purpose. Like, you don't go try to kill people there. Accidental death, suicide, yeah, it's, 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 it happens. And then, but I was thinking my, and this is what you talked about in the beginning of the episode. We'll try to figure out the histories. Of this location, what happened there that would cause it to be haunted at that level? Mm -hmm. And we found some shit.
1: Some crazy shit. Yeah. So, like I said, the history is kind of like tucked away. It is extremely hard. I think we've even had some people um, in the paranormal community try and help us, like on their end, trying to search up some things. And it's extremely hard. Like, even with the park, we've tried to look up things with the park. Um, Because it was a park from the 1970s on, but what was it before? And the same thing with the base. Like, the base was only a base in 1943. So, what the heck went on? 41. 41, yeah. Yeah. Well, 43, they started really putting people there. Uh. But 1941 um, is when they kind of, like, started. And so, I I, I asked the city. They kind of didn't have an answer for me. So, we went to because um, I had seen because obviously people talk about it on forums would they assume like with the park they assumed that there was a native tribe there that settled along the like swamp and the river and stuff like that they got massacred by the settlers the settlers had a, a thing the the natives cursed the land and something happened and all the settlers died that were on that area and granite Paranormal-wise, we've gotten evidence that could definitely have supported that. But finding that actual evidence, I have not been able to.
0: Well, I had, you had me have a conversation with the um, curator at the onzo County Museum.
1: Yeah, we have an Onzo County Museum. Yes. If anybody is listening from here that wants to know more about <laughs> the history.
0: But something I didn't know is that the colonials, colonial people, settled in 1752. No, in 1752, the colonial settlement that was in the area of where Camp Lejeune base is now was settled there. And in 1752, there was a hurricane that wiped them all out. The entire colony was gone. Gone, right? Yeah. So that's a lot of deaths. And there's no way in the colonial times to able to survive a hurricane. Hell, we can barely do it now. So imagine when back then at a cat three or four, blowing down houses, you know, flooding and all that stuff. So And
1: they were right on the water. That was another thing. It's right there. Yeah. And.
0: So there's a good tragedy and death that would cause some spirits to be there. But there had to be more. So I asked, "What like, what was it used for? She said around the 1800s. It was farmland. Right? And I asked plantations. She goes, eh. Ah. Not necessarily plantations, but there were plantations there and farm like that. But 1800s and and stuff like that, there's no way... But but that's the
1: thing. That's the thing. Number one, when I looked at forums and stuff like that, there was actual, like, historian on the forums and things like that, um, that people were talking about there being plantations. Not just on base, but all around. And...
0: And she tried her hardest not to say plantation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like... Forty five minutes away, you have one of the largest Foscue plantation, Hmm. one of the largest, one of the most brutal plantations in the South. Yeah. So, you can't tell me (laughs) that there wasn't no, not. I I mean, I'm not saying all of the the stuff, right? Hmm. Like all of the people that had farms and stuff were, but.
0: I mean... The 1800s, to the south, right? There's a good chance there were slaves there. Yeah. Plain and simple. So you had those deaths there as well in that area. But I was thinking there had to be more of a, a magnitude or some kind of a, not a magnitude, a magnet of negative energy or at least energy itself attached to that place. Had to be. So I asked about Native American histories and stuff like this. And this is where a lot of things get interesting because I was asked, like, I was my assumption was that the Toan were around here since we have the Crowetone National Forest, less than you know twenty minutes away. She goes, no, no, no. The government named it the Crowetone National Forest because you know to get Croatoan and Roanoke Island, and stuff like that. So that's what kind of got its name. Like, oh, okay. Then what tribes were there in this area? And she kept saying that there was no settled tribes at the time that colonials came which didn't make any sense to me. Like I said, all they had was artifacts. And they said supposedly 500 years prior to the, coloni- the colonists coming here, there was no one here. And they left before then. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. There had, had to be people here. You got the natural water sources. You got the river. These are perfect places to grow and have food. So it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but the Iroquois and the Algonquins were the tribes supposedly that were here.
1: And it doesn't make any sense because... well from our paranormal stuff which
0: our investigations historical
1: yeah. societies and play, people like that you know owners of like museums and stuff like that not owners but main people at museums mm-hmm. they don't like anything cuz you even said when you talked to her she got a little bit eh, with the paranormal yeah and i know that like cuz to even get a conversation with her i didn't even mention we were paranormal yeah and that's the thing is, I mean, I get it, whatever, if that's what they believe. But, like, I've, I've had really bad occurrences with trying to get history information um, from people that are history. Like, I think it was Winston-Salem that I tried getting information from. And the guy basically said, uh, take your little research project somewhere else. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it, if you're out there and you're paranormal investigating, you're trying to get information and they bite your head off. Just know what happens to everybody.
0: Yeah. So, and, and I'm I'm speaking as with an assumptions of there had to be native tribes here before colonials even came, but I haven't had a chance to speak with anybody that's uh, even in tribal um, information. No native uh, people that have any kind of information. No no head of of um, we call it um, tribal councils or even the the the, uh, the what's the word I'm looking for space area where reservation Mm -hmm. you know the reservation that's here in north carolina stuff like that i tried emailing trying to get information no responses back yeah so So. i'm using the best information i have to say most likely there wasn't but we have come across native spirits here
1: yeah Yeah. and that's the thing too is like even because i grew up in north carolina um so in eighth grade we learned north carolina history there was a lot of native settlements Throughout the state. I mean, western part of North Carolina has one of the... I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but a huge Cherokee reservation. I think it's the biggest on the east coast or something like that. Um, But, yeah, they have a big... So, and that's important because some of the history I'm going to tell you with the Iroquois and the Algonquins correlate to some of the things that people have said. So, and... There's, like, not legends, but kind of, like, some people say that they believe that uh, on base there was uh, important sites or um, mounds and stuff, burial mounds and stuff like that on base. And because of, like, when they built, you know, went building and stuff like that, that it was disturbed. And we've even gotten information about that from the park area when we go to the park and we ask specific questions we've even been told that there was stuff um at the park in the center field so that's interesting but one of the things that i didn't really know was a thing but that validates isaac's experience with the gnome yes because when yeah, I heard when I heard the story, I was or read the story, I was laughing because, you know, I always joke around with Isaac's gnome story, but there's there's legends in the Iroquois tribe, which I'm going to tell you in a second, and then there's also people's stories, and this goes all the way back to the 70s. People in the mid 70s. Um, specifically in the housing area near the water tower, said so that they saw, like, what, like, the typical cartoony gnome that you would see. But the eyes were almost, like, shaped like he had sunglasses on. Almost, like, alien-like, but not really. Um, but the uh, Iroquois um, have a specific legend called the Joga. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But it translates to drum dancers. And they believed that these mythical little people, um, usually invisible, but there are ways of telling if they're around. For example, if you hear drumming with no visible drummers around, that's a thing. People have heard that, have heard that on bass. Mm. Um, They also leave rings of bare earths and bowls in stone and mud. We have seen kind of, I mean, who knows if that's actually what it is, but we have seen rings in the wooded areas Mm -hmm. um, in multiple different spots. Um, Offerings like tobacco and fingernails can be offered for them. Fingernails. Yeah, I guess you clip. I don't know what they do with that. It's weird. But here's the thing that is weird about it. So if you've listened to that October update episode that we did back in October, when we talked mainly about the park, Mm -hmm. uh, when we were part of Shadow Walker Paranormal and went as a team to the park, uh, we were on a trail and that was when we brought Mike with us. And we had seen this light dancing on the water. Mm -hmm. And apparently uh, people have even described it kind of as if, you know, like with the puck wedgies, how in the uh, Bridgewater Triangle, how they would see the light. And it's supposedly the same kind of thing. And that blew my mind because what the heck, that's connections on all fronts in a sense. You know, there's that legend plus what other people are seeing. Um, and it was kind of like, I don't know if it was like that for you, but people described it as like Oh shit, what did I see? And then they kind of like back up, like, oh, I did not see anything.
0: Well, that was not, I mean, I wouldn't say the, the lights were the, because we always see orbs and stuff in there, but on the water, that made it Pacific. But what's strange is when we made our way back all across the wooden bridge, is when we found that board with the nails up lying in the middle of the path, as mm-hmm. if someone put it there deliberately. And we look back at our footage, that wasn't there at the time we walked forward, but it was there when we walked back, as if someone put it there on purpose. We're alone in this park at night because it's late. Ain't no one there. Um, so that's what where people said there's probably a cryptid. So the in the people in the chat because we were doing a live investigation was saying, oh, that's kind of like how Bigfoot does. He leaves traps for people to get injured and stuff like that. He asked if there's any cryptids in the area. like, No, but then if possible, the possibility idea of the swamp we connect with the puck wedge. But now that because the whole orb thing, mm, some stronger evidence. But the fact that uh, you were telling me that some of these native legends have. Gnomes in them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There is there's a ton of different um like the Cherokee even has because the Cherokee was in North Carolina. I don't know if they were this far east. I don't think so. But they even have it. So um Okay, so they describe in the Joga, which is the drum dancers, but the Iroquois said um they claim that the gnomes are knee-high. About four feet. But...
0: Four feet? Hey, knee-high. No, that's like maybe 18 inches. Oh. Depending well, on the height of this person.
1: Then this Wikipedia article is not <laughs> oh, good. Oh, you're judging
0: hydrant- <laughs> actual information on Wikipedia? Yeah.
1: No, but... um, So... With... So, the people that have experienced this have actually said that uh, they've given, like, three feet. Does that seem plausible? No,
0: this guy, the one I saw. By the way, if we have on the gnome story, uh, we did it on talking about the fae, right? I, I talked about the gnomes. Mm-hmm. And I, I told my story that I saw a gnome here in the house we live in here now. And my first assumption was that your your grandma got some kind of gnome figure that was like she put next to the bush and it was standing there. And that's what I thought. But the fact that it kind of leaned out and then moved like it was hiding back behind the bush it was like, oh shit, that thing is moving. That's something. And mm-hmm. that's why I ran and looked at it but I couldn't find anything. It disappeared. But yeah, same height. Maybe, I don't know. I'm looking at my water bottle. Maybe a foot tall. Yeah. Same pointy hat, little sweater. Granny is was all in shadow, but it had the shape like mm-hmm. that. And that's what made me think, it's damn nose. And like I said, we've experienced a lot of things, yeah. but I never thought I'd see a gnome before. Yeah.
1: Well, here's the thing, too, is it's not only gnomes that people are seeing. Like we had said earlier, it's Wendigo people think they are seeing and shapeshifters and things like that and skinwalkers and things like that.
0: Well, the fact that we... we. Mm-hmm. With well, granted, they were dead, so the spirits of them. But we dealt with skinwalkers here, and 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 Patsy's Pond. That's, of course, a little further up the coast. But they, we dealt with them in the woods. So we dealt with dead ones, the spirits of ones that were haunting that area. So yeah, to put it far fetched, that there wasn't any on Camp Lejeune. That's, that's that's a, that's a it's a dumb statement to make.
1: Yeah, and uh, so for anybody that. Is curious as to what the difference is between a skinwalker and wendigos. Can skin- we talk about this? Yes, but I'm gonna give yeah. it just in case somebody is listening that's new. Skinwalkers are malevolent, uh essentially Medicine Man, which is with the power tra- to transform into animals. Um, and then Wendigos are cannibalistic spirits. Yeah. So, and there was one story that I read, oh my God, so many years ago, and I think I told it on the first Camp Legion episode, but the Wendigo, the Wendigo is the whistles or is that the Skinwalker?
0: Skinwalkers hear whistles. Okay. I thought yeah. Wendigos did too. Now Wendigos will mimic your voice.
1: Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Cause that's makes sense with the story. So there was three Marines. They were out hunting and they were in a specific wooded area. I don't know if it was on base or in town in like Jacksonville. But they were on base and uh, they had kind of separated. And uh, basically one guy was hearing his name called. So the one guy went running. The other guy was hearing the other guy and they ended up getting stuck in um, a part of the forest. And they couldn't get out. Now that's creepy because there was a Marine reddit it. Uh, he goes by OK Paramedic four nine seven six, and he talked about on Verona Loop. Um, there's a field. Uh, there's an area. Sorry, not a field. He was pretty much every field operation um, he's ever dealt with has been over there. And he says that he knows what coyotes and wildlife sound like, but he said at this specific spot. He believes that there is wendigos and he believes it's an old uh, native burial ground that is still pretty active. Um, He says that there is a spot there that looks like a huge cross in the ground. Hmm. Um, And him and his buddy went there and their compasses went haywire and took them probably a good two hours to get out of the area. They would go straight and then they would end up right back where they started. They said, he said that they literally said, stop this shit, shit out loud. Leave us alone. They tried again and that's when they finally made it to the road. But he said like, there's some weird stuff that he's heard there and it doesn't feel right and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't even begun to tap into that stuff. So, we kind of covered Wendigo. We kind of covered the gnomes. Those are two main, like, I guess, creatures, cryptids kind of thing that people see, feel, and stuff like that. But the main thing that a lot of people say they see is shadow figures and apparitions. So, going through those 3,000 stories (laughs) that I've read through, there was a specific one that I read uh, it was on a forum page where you can, you know, share, like, local stories and photos and stuff like that. Uh, this happened in 1995. This person said that they were, they took a late night walk at Courthouse Bay. Uh, they walked out onto the dark dock at the New River and saw a man fishing. He was wearing a ball cap and a light jacket. It was clear moonlit night and I wanted to ask the guy if he caught anything, but he seemed like he didn't want to be bothered. I sat down on the dock and lit a cigarette, looked up and the man was gone. He found out a while later that a marine drowned while fishing drunk in the 1970s and people have been seeing him ever since. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. The, you know, obviously they said there's like it was just farmland and there was no plantations and stuff like that. Well, people have actually seen apparitions of slaves. Oh, uh, what would appear to be slaves? Like the typical, I guess what someone would look like in that time period, um, walking on the side of the road. Uh, there was also, I don't know if this is actually confirmed, but some history that I found from other people talking and, you know, word of mouth is that, uh, Camp Lejeune actually had a path that people would take when they would go out west, and so a lot of like settlement settlers and people like during the pioneer days would take this route, and unfortunately, a lot of people died. So, so yeah, so there's that. They've seen um, shadow figures. They've seen. Um, a lot of the homes have activity. That was another thing that consistently, uh, kids, kids would have nightmares. They would see shadow figures, uh, one specific place that gets talked about a lot is Midway Park Mm. and we haven't even gone that way, but you pass Midway Park and there's always such a, like, I don't know if you get it, but like, I know with me, it's like a somber weird feeling. Anyone that that, um, lives on Midway Park that's listening, there's a specific area that I always get like a funk vibe from. It's, I think it's a gas station. It's a white building right before you get to the bridge that goes over the New River. It's, you pass it when you're like in Jacksonville, not on base, but in Jacksonville, you pass it. You have Woodson Pond, And it's right before you get to, like, Lejeune. Um, Well, it's on Lejeune, but... Yeah. So, that specific spot is always weird for me. But, uh... Yeah. So, apparitions is one thing. A lot of weird activity in people's homes. Like, they'll they'll have shadow figures. They'll see shadow figures. Uh, Kids get bothered by stuff where they can't sleep. They have nightmares... Now, here's the thing is, I don't know how true this is. This is kind of a legend, but apparently there was a room. I think it's 101 in one of the buildings um, that apparently Possessed Girl was in there.
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: again, like when you're on base, you have so much stuff. I mean, in the barracks alone, that's where the Black Eyed Kids encounter happened. <laughs> and the thing is like... You
0: talked about the... Chemistry part, one, part yeah.
1: one. Yeah. And in the black eyed kids one. So yeah. if you want to go through the whole thing, make sure to check out the yeah. black eyed kids episode. But, um, yeah, the H one building, that's another one that obviously we talked about at the beginning that, uh, people that have any kind of like, cause that used to be the old Naval hospital, mm. um, which now makes total freaking sense. Why I saw the nurse
0: doesn't explain why I pulled powerful demon from that location. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. So, of what happened there, who knows? So, there was this one guy that, on that same forum, said uh, that he, this was by a guy named Sean. He was, uh, this, this is what he said. He says, here's an additional story now that I'm out. At night, at the very top of the H1 building at Hospital Point is the CDO, the Chief Duty Officer, night post. This post is to answer any important calls from overseas, such as risk Cross messages and any information regarding Marines. Well, while I was doing this, this post, I was sitting at a desk early in the duty, around 2200 to 2300. I watched a little child look into the assistant's room at me and continue walking to the left, past the CDO's office. I immediately got up from the desk and went to the doorway. I looked to the left down the hall. There was no one there. I then went into the CDO's office and asked the CDO on duty if he had a child that was was at his desk. He replied, no, that we were the only ones there. I conferred with him that I had just seen the child, and he spoke with me of the history of the H-1 building, of how it used to be a hospital, and how when he was a kid he would come to the hospital point for treatment. Since then I had spoken with the evening duties of the quarter quarter deck the main entrance and i've been told that there were a number of disturbances during the night of this building at night uh this information is never recorded in any duty rosters as any inquiry would have led to negative attention to oneself (laughs) so and that's the thing that's kind of sucks is like i feel like a lot of the marines can't when they experience a lot of the stuff can't talk about it talk about it and it's it's when you experience something like that, especially if you're a skeptic, you know, it's, it's, it's rough. Um, there's another guy that, uh, his name was Keith that also posted on this forum, uh, that says, uh, I work at each one. I was in, I was in the head going pee when I heard a bang in the trash can move. So I looked at it while I was peeing and the can, looked as if it was being pushed out of the wall and fell on the ground beside me that made no sense to me this is the g2 wing on the first floor i flushed a toilet and was out (laughs) yeah so there's a lot of just on the h1 like that was wish
0: we could go inside
1: so this guy his name is keith Um, no, it's not Keith. It's Irene. I'm sorry. (laughs) Keith is like, I don't know why I keep seeing Keith everywhere. Um, she says I lived on Midway Park across from the firehouse and my house was haunted. The cabinets would slam every night. We would feel cold breezes that would make the hairs on your neck stand up. Um, I've seen strange pictures of, I've seen pictures of strange people in my mirror. The door of my son's room creeped open in the early morning we closed it laid back down and heard the doorknob turn three or four times i was recently looking at some pictures and in the window there is an outline of a firefighter Mm. so here's the thing is like okay how many houses do you have on base i think there's like what like a hundred thousand marines there probably
0: i'll say that many but i
1: think so i think that (laughs) anyways so obviously some majority of them a chunk of them probably live on on in the barracks, but there's a lot of families on base, yeah, and majority of people say that they had something in their house at some point living on base,
0: so I say listen so. with the land more than anything,
1: yeah another person so that again going back to the h1 building at the hospital point definitely haunted they've heard people walking down the hall at night while on duty duty being the only pe- person in the area of that building um, while on duty me and a few of my co-workers were working late uh, night after a late night after a late night heard the outside door open and slam shut so again and two like you think about it there's got to be some some source some source so
0: me thinks portal
1: there has to be multiple there has to be a huge one there has to be because this is the thing is after we came back i i channeled three people from the uh tunnel it was a woman her name was doreen who came through uh the spirit box when we were there she was explaining that she had died in a car accident going to her mother's house um after hearing something about her husband and uh, it was her husband was in s- I don't know what war some some war and he never came home and she went to her mom's house because she was having anxiety it was raining and she got in a car accident and died No way for me to verify that so yeah. I don't know But then, obviously, another little boy came through, a marine. Now, the marine that I saw was... uh, I'd kind of seen him when I was there, but, like, he really came through um, when I was home, kind of, like, channeling the area and things like that. I was looking back at the photos and remote viewing and stuff like that, and he had blonde hair. I actually did an ai photo of him so i'll post that on instagram but he specifically showed me on his canteen that he was part of like i don't know if it was a unit or what but it was us 167 and um he had blonde hair and full gear and he was even asking like is there a way you could transfer spirits to your house and i was like there what like, can I have no, a shelter for yeah here? <laughs> yeah not doing that I said no you're just gonna have to wait till like we go back and I can figure something out what was creepy was they all three kept talking about this woman this this woman that's disguised that she's evil she's not nice and that basically there was a portal they were told that they had to stay in the drainage pipe right that it was not safe to get out of the drainage pipe and this woman, like, she oversees them, basically. And she's one of the dark things keeping them there. And so I ended up going to AI and drawing what they sh- they they showed me. And it it is creepy as hell. Like, this woman has, like, elongated face. She, if you were to remote view and look at her, she looks normal. But she's definitely off. She's not necessarily, like, a demonic being or anything like that. But she is just, like, an evil freaking soul and so i don't know um but one of the things they specifically said was that the tunnel was a portal there was a portal inside of the tunnel Hmm. so i don't know and then obviously there's water right by it so that could also fuel stuff but but yeah so there has to be there has to be something huge that we haven't encountered. And that's the thing too is like so, so randomly we'll have things that will come, you know, back to the house and stuff like that. And I don't mind dealing with that. Uh but we had one thing that was coming to the house and I, you know, I did the CR app. For some reason that's where I went. I was I put the seer app on my phone, let it kinda go and I asked like, okay, you need to show me where you're from, right? And it showed me this wooded area with a cross in the ground, which is like what that guy was talking about. Then I said, well, okay, show me something, show me something that will make me a hundred percent know where you're at. And it literally showed me, I had taken a photo of that pond that we had gone to. And it literally showed me like an overview of the pond and inside the pond water, was what you would imagine a portal. It was a swirling thing.
0: So, yeah, we need to go back there because I mean, I, I intentionally, originally grabbed into looking for something, but I came across the entity. If I want to go further, could I have found the portal? But well, we're yet to find out.
1: Yeah. So, I'm going to share uh one more story. I think before we kind of cut this off, we're going to have more, we're going to have a bonus episode that strictly is talking about encounters. I can't you other people's encounters. That's going to be kind of like a bonusing, but yeah. So is there anything else you want to add before I conclude this story?
0: No, you tell the story and I get my, th- my theory, at the end.
1: Okay. So here, here is uh, something that kind of, I don't know, plays into the light thing too. Uh, so I, this guy wrote, wrote uh, I was at work one day, just standing next to my hazmat locker, staring at the door of the tool room. When all of a sudden, this ball of light shot past the top part of the door. It wasn't a reflection of any light from outside. There was nothing around to cause the reflection. I could see all sides of it, including the dip in its ture- trajectory, mm. which is creepy. Because again, that photo that I took has this little like swirly light that doesn't make any sense. There was nothing on the ground reflecting. There was nothing. It was just sitting there on the ground. I don't know if it was the spirit getting ready to manifest because we've seen in multiple photos before where like the thing will start to manifest and you'll see some energy kind of like kind of orby looking but...
0: We still have a lot of investigating to do on base especially if we get a chance to go to Midway Park we go there as well. And Anywhere else... Michael has access to. Um, but my... Until I get pr- proven otherwise by our investigations, my best assumption why Camp Lejeune is haunted, besides the amount of tragedy that's happened there, all that energy just stuck there. The entire town being wiped out, Native Americans probably being pushed out, and then uh, slaves probably dying on the property as well, or the land. had, And that just that talks about Camp Lejeune. When I talk about Midway Park, that's on the other side of the road. Who knows what happened there as well that caused the area to be haunted. I think both area Midway Park, Camp Lejeune, and probably anywhere else, military wise, this is entire East coast area of Jacksonville. Um, it seems to be a native spiritual area in a, in an essence of like a lot of connections, portals to the other side or here. And we found that out with Passy's pond. I'm thinking there has to be some strong open portal in camp lejeune that's somewhere that you wouldn't think it to be but it's there and no one had really much access to it because it's somewhere on base that no one really has a lot of access to like some high security building somewhere where like the only certain levels of high security military are allowed to go but they never really thought of it anything other than oh it's just a weird place you get a weird feeling there and it's nowhere that normal people can go to begin with or it's somewhere like in the woods, right? The woods that we were traveling to. We might be able to find it in there, right? Like a needle in a haystack almost. But until we get shown otherwise, that's my best theory of why this city, because it's about the size of a city, is so haunted specifically. And then the other area of of uh, Midway Park, but also, as you know, there's a neighborhood that's on the other side of Midway Park that everyone has access to. Hunter's Creek, Creek, Hunter's Trail.
1: Hunter's Creek,
0: yeah. yeah. It's in the same area. It's right on the other side. No more than 50 yards away from the housing from Midway Park. So whatever happens to them on Midway Park happens to them as well.
1: And that's the thing is like...
0: Everyone who doesn't live in Jacksonville like, Whoa, I know. Everyone else is like, "What? What are you talking about?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is like... I think the closest to... Some of the things getting some of the things off base was Northeast Creek Park. Because of borders the other side that you're looking at, isn't that base?
0: Uh it goes to base. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: That's connected. So Yeah. But yes, uh, we will definitely have more most likely to be a haunted Campbell in part three yeah. <laughs> in the future. Yeah.
1: And I think too, a lot of this is kind of the direction that our podcast might be going. Um, is going to places and telling our stories yeah. that we encountered because Camp Lejeune, man.
0: Yeah, we're going back soon, so you might have some more stories. Before um, announcement, uh, if you are her if you're in the uh, Jacksonville area and actually want to meet us in person and hear some other stories and places we investigated around Onslow County in this entire area, um, we ha- are having a live podcast event. At Pizza Bones in Jacksonville, North Carolina. On Wednesday, February 14th. Valentine's Day. It works. It's good. You know, It's single awareness day for some people. Valentine's Day for others. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, the event starts at 5 p.m. And we were told about five hours. So around 10 o'clock it ends. So if you feel you can't make it that early. Don't worry about it. We have other things going on. We're breaking it apart in segments. We're not trying to keep it on an hour each. But... First segment we know is going to be about our live podcast. We're going to do episode talking about haunted restaurants, amusement parks, not amusement parks per se, but like arcades and stuff like that. Kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese's and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, second segment is going to be all us talking about haunted locations we've investigated around right here and our experiences with them. Uh, third segment is going to be a Q and a, you have any questions for us directly that you want to ask us about our abilities, our investigations we've done or anything, the paranormal you may want our opinion on, or maybe you want to learn something that you think we would know. Go ahead and ask us. Um, and then the last, uh, segment is going to be a meet and greets for us to sell some merch, or maybe you want to ask us a question personally that you didn't want to, everyone hear, And you want to ask us directly and stuff like that. That's that kind of time for that as well. Um, but yeah, live events going on at Pizza Bones, February fourteenth um, at five p.m. So if you're in the Oslo County area or North, East North Carolina area and you want to head to Jacksonville, head to Pizza Bones. They got a good menu, uh, good good food there, stuff like that. I know yeah. we had the burger there; I like it a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we got that going on. Uh, no other other announcements? No.
1: Nope. I think. No. think that's it.
0: All right. But. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this one because we've been keeping this in the chamber for a while. Uh, but uh, if you want to catch our socials, it's Hidden in the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden in the Shaw 6 on X, Hidden in the Shadows Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media, always listed us at HiddenShadowsPodcast.com. Also, um, we also have a paranormal team, Hidden in the Shadows Paranormal on Instagram as well. Uh, if you're dealing with anything the paranormal and you need our help or advice with, Uh, either message us to the podcast, Instagram, or the paranormal Instagram.
1: And if you're on base, and you need some help,
0: you know who to contact.
1: Yeah, we can help you. Um, I know there's a lot of people in the forums and stuff like that, that, you know, say that, you know, well, we'd love to help, and all that stuff, but um, we'd love to help, so.
0: And as always, our services, I'm sorry, always will be, and always has been, our services are free. Yes. Yes. But, with that said, We'll catch your widows in the next one.
1: Yes.